ভিগেশন and uh, we also have standby compass in case gps fails and radio navigates fail so we have a standby compass we have gyros yeah so we have many uh, navigational aids primarily being gps wow that's super interesting are there traffic signals in there it's really nice uh, to fly with us because uh, nobody really breaks the rules uh you're constantly talking to the air traffic controllers and they know your paths so they know you're going from point a to point b to point c they have your route uh with them so in case you need to uh deviate you have to tell them and in case they want you to you know deviate they will let you know so there's no traffic signal as such but you are following instructions either from your flight plan or from the etc and are there police <laughs> uh there is no police but if you make a mistake and you don't tell them you will be asked a lot of questions Whoa. you need to be careful yes you need to be very alert you need to keep monitoring and you need to be in contact with the etc how does the plane connect with the radio tower so we have equipment on the aircraft which is a transmitter which sends the radio signals and a receiver and uh, this is received by the atc towers so atc has its own installations where uh, they receive your uh, communication i always thought there was an antenna on the plane but i couldn't see it there are three antennas on the plane <laughs> uh there are two on top and one at the bottom so that is the receiver transmitter that i told you about that sends the radio waves uh, of a particular frequency and uh, it is received by the air, air traffic controllers wow whenever i travel by a plane i ask to see the captain in the cockpit i am wondering why is the cockpit called the cockpit so it has to uh it has there are many explanations to it actually uh two major ones one is that uh they used to create a sort of pit for these birds these uh, male uh, you know the cocks to fight and uh, that is also called a cockpit so it said that during world war 1 um 
the air force pilots called there uh, where they used to fly from the cockpit because it used to be this it was it's difficult to be flying it from that small space that they sit in and there's a lot of fighting that's happening because they're they're fighter pilots so that is what they used to call the the space that they sat in also it is said that it has to do with um with the the pit in the ship where they used to control the movement of the ship rather where they used to sail the ship from so there are many explanations to it however now um the most uh, common word we use when we sit is the flight deck hmm? i have seen that there are so many buttons and levers in the cockpit why are there so many and there are some buttons behind the captain and on the ceiling how do you reach them while flying okay so um, there are two people in uh, the minimum two people in the aircraft uh, the airliners so you are supposed to be able to reach uh, the overhead panel and that is how you should be sitting so you can reach it also the seat is adjustable uh you know you can pull it up push it down and uh, the buttons at the back are essentially circuit breakers so in case there's a there's a fault in the electrical system those small buttons pop out you don't need to reach them at all times some of them uh we can push back but one of us has to get out for it while the other one is flying that we don't use mostly because uh, most of it comes under the maintenance but we what we have to deal with is what is in front of us in between us and above us at all times we have to be able to reach them well how do you avoid bumping into tall towers or buildings when flying especially when it is dark or cloudy uh <laughs> the flight path that i told you the flight plan that takes you from point a to b to c are designed such that they are away from the uh, from the tall towers and the buildings and all of that so so you don't necessarily have to be able to see them you need to maintain uh, your flight paths and then you need to fly yes at times because of weather when you deviate you have to be careful that you don't hit any sort of terrain when you're coming in for landing or take off uh, we also have uh, equipment on board that tells us when we are approaching terrain so we are informed of it so it shows on our screen that there is some terrain that you're coming close to and gives us warnings and then a final uh, you know uh, alert as well why do we need to turn off windows open window shades and make the seat upright during take off and landing your phone uh, when it's on it constantly wants to make uh, to wants to establish contact with the tower with the you know it wants to receive the signal and wants to send signals it is constantly doing that so you don't want that interfering with any um, navigational equipment on board uh, so below 10000 feet uh, you know when the seat belt signs come on you're supposed to uh, ensure that your flight uh, your phone is on the flight mode 
and uh, and the seat's upright i'll tell you why so if you're leaning back your seat is uh, reclined in case there is an emergency and the person behind you wants to get up and leave he will not be able to do that easily that is why you need to keep your seats upright so there's there's no inconvenience to the passengers behind you below 10000 feet above the ground uh, we are coming in close to landing right so in case there is any sort of an emergency in case uh, we have to land in water for whatever reason so you need to be able to have a view clear view of what is happening outside in case there's fire you can see it but if your shades are closed you will not be able to see so yeah so below 10000 feet it's crucial that you do that you ensure that all these things are done Oh, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Are there chances of running out of fuel, especially on long haul flights? What do you do if that happens? There are a lot of uh, rules and regulations in place to ensure that this doesn't happen, right? Uh, so we make sure that the weather is fine. We check the weather. We know uh, what we have. in on route to your destination if there are big clouds if you want to deviate you take extra fuel so you can you can make sure that you know uh, you cater to all these things plus we are given extra fuel uh, like i told you about the flight plan it has all the fuel calculations and everything so we cross check that and uh, we have something called as final reserve fuel which is for 30 minutes uh, at uh, 1500 feet above the aerodrome above the airport um if there is an emergency in an emergency situation where you have a fuel leak and uh, many things have gone wrong uh there is a possibility that you start uh, utilizing more fuel than you expected so that is a real rarity and uh, we are taught uh, how to uh, basically avoid these situations we are trained well on that so we never run out of fuel so we always land with with a minimum amount of fuel that is supposed to be there on your airplane yeah do different modes of planes have same type of controls if you know how to fly one can you fly them all like it is easy to drive any car if you know how to drive uh <laughs> no vedant there uh, every airplane um, is a little different you need to go through certain training for a different aircraft type so for example the boeing is different uh, has a different control surface uh, you know from the airbus so so every aircraft you change you have to go through some amount of training do you get bored while flying long haul flights do you get to listen to music or podcasts while flying i do get bored sometimes yes uh, when the flights are really long we are not supposed to uh, listen to anything on the aircraft while sitting in the cockpit and we don't uh, anyway we have a lot of work to do we have to keep talking to the air traffic controllers who are telling us uh, you know what to do at times and uh, you know letting them know where we are and all of that and monitoring uh, the fuel we have so there is work and sometimes so we can we just end up talking to the captain at times and uh, probably reading 
uh, some of our manuals, if at all. But uh, but that's the job, and you have to stay alert, and you can't uh, listen to anything uh, other than your radios. Is listening to the radio fun? Uh, radio, in the sense, uh, the air traffic. That's what I meant. Air traffic controllers. You're talking to them all the time. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's fun. I mean, uh, when uh, it's when when there's a lot of traffic congestion and you have to be really alert and uh, there's a lot of weather. Uh, I mean, I like it. It's it's fun. It's a good, it's a nice uh, thing. Sometimes uh, the radio uh, uh, guys are, uh, you know, they wish you and and uh, this is, it's, it's really nice. I like it though. <laughs> How long does it take to train to be a pilot? To be a pilot, you uh, need to study a little bit and clear some papers. That'll, that can take around uh, three to four months. And then uh, you will have to um, fly, right? That takes from anywhere between uh, seven months to a year. It could take approximately a year and a half till you get your flying license in hand. Wow, that's a lot. What made you choose to be a pilot? As a child, what did you want to be? When I grew up, I uh, was around a lot of uh, aircraft and pilots and, and uh, that fascinated me. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is something I wanted to do, not as a child, but uh, probably as a teenager. What made me choose? I was very fascinated uh, with, uh, with airplanes and how this gigantic thing uh, it flies in the air it's amazing even today i mean uh, when i sit in the aircraft when i'm flying passenger i am i feel the same way as, as i i used to feel when i was a child you know uh, it's it fascinates me even today even though i you know fly this day in and day out what are your hobbies i do yoga uh, every day i learned french uh, for a long time. I love listening to music. Uh, in fact, uh, mom is teaching me a little Carnatic music also. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like swimming whenever I can. And that, that's it. Even I like listening to music. Yes, it's very nice. What is your favorite food? Mm. <laughs> oh, that is my favorite food. <laughs> I I think uh, I uh, I think that's probably the first word I learned because I've I uh, I've loved eating chips from I don't know it's a very long time. In fact, I'm going to make them today at home. And uh, other than that, I love uh, the South Indian uh, salads. That's what I love. Even I love chips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. We can we can share chips someday. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you, Vedan. It was really really nice talking to you. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedan, 
to get updates on the upcoming episode. To listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. You can also listen to my podcast on vedant.buzzsprout.com.